Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for the first day of the last month of 2010, and now the news. In a sign the U.S. auto industry is slowly getting back on its feet, GM and Chrysler announced they are each going to hire 1,000 engineers and technical people in a matter of months. Chrysler tells the AFP it needs more engineers to develop small and mid-sized cars. GM says it needs those engineers and researchers to develop the next generation of electric vehicles beyond the Volt. Meanwhile, the Detroit News reports GM is auctioning off the first Volt, with the proceeds going to benefit math and science education in the Detroit public school system. The bidding opened at $50,000 and is already up to $180,000. And yet, the bidding will not close until December 16th, so we'll have to wait to see how high it goes. Last month, we reported that Toyota would not build the Prius in China because the government is excluding foreign-badged cars from receiving incentives for alternative vehicles, even if they're built in China. But maybe Toyota changed its mind. According to Reuters, the company plans to build plug-in hybrids in China starting in 2012. Does this mean Toyota feels it needs to bite the bullet and build in China even without those incentives? Or is this a sign that maybe the government will relax its rules and provide incentives to foreign automakers? Time will tell. More and more automakers are looking for unique ways to reach customers. Earlier this year, Nissan was the first automaker to introduce an iAd, which is Apple's new advertising network for its iPhone and iPad users. The ad showcased the Leaf. And now Nissan's partner is following suit Tomorrow, Renault will launch an iAd of its own for its two-seat all-electric car, the Twizy. It's an interactive advertisement that does not force the user to leave the current app they're using. It can calculate how much a Twizy can charge up while you're out doing activities, and you can also shake your iPhone or iPod to check out various Twizy designs. Hey, what starts with A and rhymes with howdy? That's right, Audi. After taunting us with teaser shots, the German automaker finally revealed its brand new A6. As we've come to expect from this design-centric brand, the car is tastefully styled inside and out. But you could argue it looks a little too much like the new A8. Audi's middle offering is made of aluminum and high-strength steel, a combination that makes it about 15% lighter. The 2.0-liter TDI model weighs less than 1,600 kilograms, that's roughly 3,500 pounds. In typical Audi fashion, the interior is beautifully designed. It even features unique wood trim that's a combination of ash and walnut veneers. Under the hood, the company will offer five engines at launch, two gasoline models, including hybrid, and three diesels. The power plants will be paired with a variety of transmissions, including a traditional six-speed manual, as well as Audi's Multitronic CVT and S-Tronic dual-clutch units. The redesigned A6 will arrive at dealerships early next year. 
You know, it's surprising that Toyota, the world's largest automaker, is not doing very well in India, one of the fastest growing economies in the world. According to Bloomberg, through the first 10 months of the year, its market share in the subcontinent was less than 3%. The company wants to grow its stake of the Indian pie to around 10% over the next five to seven years, and it plans to do so with its new car, the Etios, a compact car. Pricing starts at about half a million rupees, that's roughly $11,000, which makes it Toyota's cheapest offering in the country. It's designed to compete with models from Maruti Suzuki, Hyundai, and GM, who are the market leaders in India. The company aims to sell 70,000 copies of the Etios in its first year, which is nearly 10,000 units more than all the vehicles it sold through October of this year. Interestingly, the Etios is the only new car program Toyota did not delay because of the global financial crisis. Even though the name Dario Franchitti sounds as Italian as they come, he's actually a Scotsman, just like his hero, former Formula One champion, Jimmy Clark. One thing they both have in common, winning the Indy 500. And now, thanks to Road and Track Magazine and the Henry Ford Museum, Franchitti got to take Clark's winning Lotus 38 around the brickyard. It's all part of the 500's centennial celebration coming up next year. They've been running that race since 1911. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. And now it's time for some of your feedback. A number of you wrote in about our report that Chrysler is going to start building eight speed automatic transmissions. Jim wants to know, what's the difference between an eight or nine or 10 speed transmission and a CVT? And Ron E asks, John, didn't a past guest on your show say that anything more than six speeds on an automatic transmission is just for bragging? Ron E, you're remembering me talking about the top transmission engineer at Mercedes telling me that anything over six speeds really doesn't get much fuel economy improvement. But you know, these days, thanks to those fuel economy regulations, automakers have to go for whatever improvements they can get. And Jim, an eight or nine or 10 speed trans offers roughly the same gear ratio spread as a CVT. But the real advantage of a CVT is allowing the engine to run in a very narrow RPM range, its most efficient range, and then really drive the car through the transmission. CVTs in and of themselves are the most inefficient type of transmission there is, but by allowing the engine to run in its most efficient range, the whole powertrain package becomes quite efficient. TJ Martin wonders if GM is getting much benefit from being in China. He asks, one thing no one seems to mention when talking about sales numbers in China is, what's the actual profit margin? MSNBC today is reporting that GM's profits from its Chinese sales is negligible, if any, because of the low prices they must charge to make their cars affordable to the Chinese. TJ, GM does not break out its profits in China. It does report profits from its international operations, which do not include Europe. On that basis, GM earned nearly $2.5 billion in profits in the first nine months of the year. But that's about half of what it earned in North America, 
even though it sold 40% more vehicles outside of North America. So it would not surprise me to find that GM's making as many profits in Brazil as it is in China. However, the Chinese market is just getting going. And Zeke, or Zeke, is not impressed with GM's IPO. He warns, given the economy, the real unemployment, and the competition, you hotshot GM investors better not hold on to that stock very long unless you need a loss to balance out your tax bill. After all, who's going to be able to afford a new car? And why, at that price, would anyone want a Volt? Well, Zeke, I wish everyone would forget about the Volt's price of $41,000 most people are going to lease that car. And the lease is $351 a month, only $1 more than the lease for the Nissan Leaf. I mean, it's an unknown technology. Why not lease it so that in three years or so, you can just walk away from the car if you want to. Hey, thanks for all your comments and letters. We love getting them. But that brings us to the end of today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.